Welcome to the Humans Inside the Pods with Morgan O'Learon, a podcast exploring the power of community, one conversation at a time. Hi, welcome. Today I'm with Oksana Okrimenko, a business transformation consultant and co-founder of JoyT, JoyT Community. She's going to tell us more about this, as well as a digital nomad. Welcome, Oksana. Thank you. Thank you, Morgan. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm good. It's um, evening time. I'm in Moscow. Uh, we have a great sky, like a great sunset, which is really rare in my country. In my <laughs> no, not the country, in this city. All so right. I'm pretty, pretty happy about that. Lovely. I love sunsets and sunrises. Um, I'm super excited to have you, Han. We met online uh, through your uh, online community that is called Joyty. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, I was actually in one of your live podcasts last week and uh, excited to have you online this week. And I, I really love what you guys are doing. It's you and your co-founder. You can tell us more about this later. But uh, I love the, yeah, the, the, the look of your Instagram, your website, everything you're talking about. I actually wrote down uh you you present your community as people are everything human connections is one of the most enriching aspect of our lives i really really love that and i (laughs) couldn't agree more so i think it's uh we're definitely on the same uh page here and uh when we start talking a little bit i realized that um yeah there's lots we can talk about because you're very interested obviously in meeting new people but also in like living communities living with several people you've you've you're only 25 but you've traveled so much already so um, i was thinking as i was preparing this interview like how are we going to do this there's so much i want to dive in (laughs) so i thought that instead of diving into maybe co-living or community living maybe we can do something different and start from the start from where you're from and how you came to this moment in your life so maybe we just start where so you mentioned you're from Russia, but yeah, tell us a little bit of the very young Oksana. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's such an honor to, to talk about my roots, you know, like, uh, because uh, you're really right that it's been, it's been far for six years. I, I have traveled since I left my uh, small town. Uh, well, when you say small town in Russia, it's actually not always small compared to, <laughs> but I consider it small to Moscow. It's called Habarsk. Uh, when I talk to my foreign friends, I always say that it's a city uh, close to China. Uh, and maybe some people know um, the name of the city, which is next to Habarsk, and it's called Vladivostok. because of this uh, famous uh, Trans-Siberian Railway that many people travel and it's the last stop of this um, um, railway. So this is, that city is, I say close, but it's 1000 kilometers away. (laughs) So we traveled there uh, in summer to to swim um, because there is a Japanese sea over there. So Mm -hmm. I remember my childhood when I was traveling there every summer and it was, it's great when you have a sea next to you. So it's an Asian part of Russia. And you have to know that when you live so far away in Russia, so it's like, uh, it's eight hours by plane from from Khabarovsk to Moscow, and it's uh, and it's seven days by train. Uh, 
basically oh so, so when you when you're born in such in such city and so far away you think that that part of of the world is unreachable for you <laughs> like it's impossible to get there but i was lucky i was really lucky because my grandparents moved to moscow when i was uh, small and i used to travel every summer to moscow too so at some point i realized that my my university is going to be there because uh, everything is better here like in terms of opportunities and everything so i moved here uh, i started my studies um, at that time it was very um, pioneer and cool program uh russian uh a russian finnish german program that allows me to travel abroad on the third year and get the second diploma and that was super new in russia and i was i was one of these pioneers and um yeah and that's how moscow opened um a new world for me like i came to moscow to open europe for myself mm -hmm. i i say that phrase uh quite often so at some point i realized that it's too boring to to to, um, to be in my own country when when europe is so close so uh, i got the opportunity in five years to live in um six six countries actually so basically what was that um first year it was um an opportunity to do an exchange year in Austria, in Vienna. So I lived there. It's amazing, amazing city, absolutely. Like in terms of um, like um, some traditional, um, classical um, music, everything is so art there. And at the same time, it's a great student culture there. Like in terms of um, I had an Erasmus program there. Then I went to Germany. Uh, that that, that uh, trip that was um, included in my studies and um, yeah and then it was us also for um for six uh for four months then it was my master in hamburg and it ended up with um living in japan which was my uh, final trip before coming back to to Russia and coming back to Moscow and that was another completely controversial experience and I, I believe that everyone needs to experience living in Asia in such countries as Japan because it's a special culture and it's unique. Um, mm. Yeah, so I would say this digital nomad life uh, uh, started when I was 19, basically my first trip to Austria. I wouldn't say that it's classical digital nomad because right now I'm living a more digital nomad life because I'm working remotely and, and I can allow myself to, to travel the world. And that time I was, I was studying and working offline, but still, but still it was exciting and it was um, a lot of traveling and a lot of uh, new experiences. Wow. And did did you know what you wanted to do when you were doing all these trips and like studying? Did you already have an idea of what you would do after your degree? That's the that's the funny part because I was hoping <laughs> that after all this traveling and after all these experiences, I'll just say like bam, that's my thing. I'm staying in this country or I'm staying at that place or I love that or I do that. And well, 
what we ex expect uh, not always happening. So after all these experiences, I could not answer that question. Like I knew some aspects of uh, work where what I like, what I don't like, like professionally, a lot of experience. Um, but I realized that it's not about place. One of the big learnings is that it doesn't matter which place you're living in. It doesn't matter which country you like. I mean, there's some aspects that are important for me, right? I, I like to have infrastructure. I like to have sound, sun. I love when there's sea. Uh, but but ba basically, like in, the idea was to choose the country, and that didn't happen because again, I realized that it's it's not about place. It's about you uh, and how do you feel like your inner world. How if, if you're balanced or not, you can find your place anywhere. Mm. Um, basically after that after this traveling I had no plan the plan was just to gather as much experiences as I can talk to as much people as I can because uh, we grow through people we grow through uh, experiences and um, yeah and I think uh, when I when I got 25 years old I was uh, like sitting inside my room on my birthday and I was thinking okay I didn't make any goals so what do we conclude <laughs> like like I, I I think I had anonymous amount of cool traveling and experiences but do I actually like do I actually uh, did I reach any goals and I was like should I make any goals uh now from like this five years 25 mm -hmm. to 30 and this is still a question because I'm not sure if it's super important to like um to make a specific goal you can you can know the direction because it's much easier to when you know the direction and because it's changing anyway but I feel like what is important is to focus on process. And that's what I did in, in that five uh, years um, um, that I was abroad, basically. Mm. It's a very good question. I gotta say, when I was reading up about you guys and about you in particular, I, I, I mean, I'm 34 years old. I couldn't help but think that what you've <laughs> achieved being just 25 is quite impressive. So, <laughs> Even if you feel like you haven't accomplished any goals, I feel like, wow, I mean, you've lived in six countries. You already know what type of lifestyle you want to live. I mean, it took me 20 years <laughs> to realize that I want to live like this, right? So, I mean, yeah, don't, I would say don't worry about setting up, setting up goals. You probably already yeah, you're, you're going the right direction for you and that all that matters. But um, it's an interesting question you also mentioned that on your website about maybe living in a different way society uh, expects you to live and I think that's uh, such a great uh, realization to have already so early on because a lot of people discover that when they're past 30 or past 40 that they've, they've lived a certain way and maybe that wasn't the way they wanted but they thought they had to so and that's why I really like your community is because you're you're bringing that up and I think it's so important to talk about it. At some point, I I think I I watched the video that was like so impressive uh, for me. 
maybe maybe someone will be interested. It's called Riddle of Happiness. I, I'm bad with names, but uh, it's a very famous uh, guy. I think he um, he wrote a book. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not gonna lie, but it's called the Riddle of Happiness. And the guy there, he he said that um, happiness is actually um, it's a tricky thing, like you there is one moment when we build our world around ourselves that you think that well i'm living a good life i'm i don't know i'm living for example what what is the happiest place in the world i have no idea let's take miami for example i don't know i'm living in miami i'm having the greatest life possible and all things around you, you think like, it's good enough. Why would I not be happy? But that's why you keep lying to yourself that it's good enough. And at some point you're like, bum, I'm super miserable in the happiest place in the world. For example, I'm not telling that. What is important here is that at some point I just start asking myself like, okay, I'm living in that place. And is, is that good enough? Is that some... Um, interesting enough what do I feel and once I started asking that question it's like what do I feel um, what really matters what is important I, I kind of stopped losing myself and I was certain about um, I was certain about what I want and I think it is super important um, to know yourself and to know what feeds better for you Mm. That's that. That is one of the because for some for some people I don't know ice cream uh, will be the best thing in the world and for others no and it's up to you you know like uh, whether whether you whether you're gonna buy it every morning or not if it fits you well like you have to do that maybe ice cream is a bit primitive for example but I think you would understand <laughs> um, anyway uh finding finding your your place and finding your better state is is a is a life work and it's uh, lasting and if it's after 10 years it doesn't matter what matters is that you finally got it <laughs> and that's it <laughs> that is so true i love it definitely and so if we go dive into a little bit more of um, our topic at hand with co-living and co community, um, do you how did you live in those different countries? Were you living by yourself? Were you living with other people? What was kind of like the the setup? So I was living um, usually in the dorm mm. uh, as a student. Um, and my last trip, uh, I was living in Frankfurt, for example, I was doing an internship in Nestle and there I was living in a house, let's say it wasn't a community, it was community. So it was, uh, it was always with someone, right. Mm. And was that more like you, you wanted to live that way or it was more like, okay, it was better financially or in terms of location? Was it more a necessity or like a, a real choice of living with other people? Mm, I don't know. Like, I think I think it was a necessity uh, mm. in terms of uh, financials. But at the same time, uh, later I understood that it's the best option in terms of like not being lonely. Because when you're always moving like I did, the, the people where I got um, contacts with and good friendships were... Um, I don't know, like uh, work or 
dorm where I lived or community where I was. So yeah, mm. that was the that was the best place for that. Yeah. And what would you say was your I always ask like the greatest challenge and the greatest lesson of living with other people? Let's say with challenge. Yeah, let's start with challenge. Um if you don't have such a trait like empathy, uh, sorry, empathy, 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 yeah, um, then yeah, it's super hard. Like you, you gotta be, you gotta be flexible. You gotta understand that there is another person next to you. You have to be respectful, right? Mm. Also, like um, I, I, I feel like. Um, because I also had negative cases. Like, for example, I, I met a guy, uh, I was living next to a guy who was not, he was not fitting to community life, I would say, because mm-hmm. he was completely, um, he, he was quite isolated person, I would say. And um, I think when you're isolated and you don't, you're not willing to be in a community is the worst case because they there you see only financial side and if you are a little bit like not sociable but you're willing to change that's okay like you will you will improve some of your um like an empathy and respect to, towards others and so on um yeah so i think this these qualities are super important to have and this is the challenges if you don't have that and in terms of the some rules right like for example i'm uh, i love when it's clean and i i cannot see when it's not so i always try to organize some stuff like in terms of um clean space and yeah uh, so and um being able to negotiate and uh, what is good is is a micro micro family let's say mm. uh because uh, you if it's 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 a good space and good people you're feeling like you're coming back home and it's it's super great i mean uh feeling that you have people in the city where where you don't have anyone your family is far away and you have some comrades you can always rely on and you can share your worries or anything and it's super nice it's it's always nice to have such people in uh in the in the cities or countries where you are new yeah so that's that's the best um opportunity and good side that you can get definitely and and so from all the the places you've experienced obviously it's different cultures but did you feel like there was one particular setup of the the shared house or shared apartment that that was the most um the best setup to encourage community i would say we were living six people and that was good enough for the house and that was nice that we also had a garden i absolutely love gardens because it's a special feeling when you can do barbecues together and you can i don't know catch some sun uh when it's summer and it's super great and uh, we had three boys and three girls. I think it's also nice when it's different, <laughs> different gender. <laughs> uh, it's it's nice. Why not? We we think different and also cool when people from different countries. I would say it's also a benefit when you, when you have 
um, you, you have different insights and yeah, it's nice. And um, I would say there, uh, it's important that everyone has his or her private room i feel like it's a, like everyone should have a space for herself or himself but at the same time having a common space like for us it was kitchen like i would say kitchen like in our case we had kitchen but it was uncomfortable to watch a movie there or something so it's nice when you have a kitchen and a living room which we didn't mm. have but we had like a garden, so we would gather there, like for example. Um, so yeah, like privacy in terms of room, some common rooms and some leisure, I don't know, for example, a space like for yeah. some activities or barbecue and um, and different nations, different, um, different gender accepted, welcomed. Yeah. <laughs> diversity basically yeah, 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 yeah and which country was that that was in germany that germany german. is a good country in terms of like finding especially frankfurt there is a lot of people from different countries i don't know mm. why like uh but uh, it's nice i i think we have different hubs uh like or countries or cities where you can meet a lot of uh internationals and i especially love that like mm. i don't know in germany it's uh it's frankfurt like uh, in terms of countries, it's Singapore. Like when I was in Japan, it's also Tokyo. Um, you can meet a lot of people from different countries there. And that was um, amazing. And uh, also Bali. Bali is a, is a center for international people. And one day I'll be there for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm actually curious, how, how did, did you live in Japan? Were you living by yourself or sharing with people? So Japan was a tricky trip because I did not know anyone there. Like usually when I was traveling to a place, I like a new place, I, I knew it, like I was traveling with someone, like with a friend or I was meeting somewhere or I knew someone there, at least one person. Like I had something, but there it was like completely like I'm going to emptiness like I have uncertainty full full uncertainty like not knowing anyone like of course like uh I knew my I don't know how would you say like mentor or um like supervisor for the internship I was doing an internship in Mitsubishi Fuso and uh that was amazing because in that particular company, they had some cult, like organizational changes. They were they were uh, like Daimler, the German company, um, acquired Mitsubishi Fuso, and it became very international because of that. A lot of German people and international people from affiliates were coming, so it was amazing because like it was such an international atmosphere, and yeah, but. When I was coming there, I had no one there. I only had my five square meters room. So I knew it's going to be five square meters. It was like so expensive. It was like 500 euros for five square meters. Not even in Tokyo. It was in Kawasaki. Uh, it's a suburb. Like it's close to Tokyo. <laughs> And I was, and I was thinking, oh my God, this five square meters room, what I'm going to do that uh, there. But I knew there's going to be a German girl there. 
uh, like uh, an owner told me and another girls are Japanese so I would say there it was the worst conditions in terms of co-living because like it was only small kitchen for 10 people it was a house for 10 people five square meters rooms but uh, when I was going to Japan I knew I'm not gonna stay in my room anyway so it was just I, I took a room next to next to uh, the next work basically and uh, I was super lucky that the girl was uh, very lovely she was German and she was also half Russian <laughs> there was she was German Russian that migrated a long time ago so we 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 didn't spend time in in that living so how different it can be right like mm. one time you get people from living um, but then you actually um, I was spending all my time with international people from that um, company because there were a lot of interns and we had a big community of interns we were discovering Japan together every weekend we were doing hiking somewhere so it was um, it was a lovely trip Japan after that trip I I concluded that Japan is a place to live at least once in your life like <laughs> uh for for some months maybe four six months for me four months was great uh but it's not my country to stay forever like mm -hmm. i would say because uh, the mentality is super different from me um and uh, i would say the working conditions um are not the most tolerating ones uh, in terms of like people work a lot like they go at work to work at eight o'clock and they coming back sometimes after 10 or after 11 and yeah and that was so different for me after Germany when I was experiencing okay at nine I'm at work and at uh, I don't know five six you're already home and no one bothers you like it's so it, it's about work-life balance uh, and mm. in Japan so different but at the same time I saw the the tighter relationship between em em employees like for example what it was funny is that after work they also go to karaoke <laughs> and to the bar together so you see a person the whole day almost like 10 hours per day because you work much and then you also go drink with this person so imagine ima imagine how they love each other and how how strong relationship uh, working relationship there that's very interesting, actually. It's like, like you said, you were in sort some sort of co-living, but the community didn't happen there. The community uh -huh. happened at the office. Exactly, and that that's what you, um, yeah. We put a word community um, usually when it comes to to co-living together, but it's actually. You can create your own community like we, we should go to the roots of the word community maybe the community starts when it's two or more than three people i don't know like we should go to wikipedia and check that out because i think the community starts when with two or three people but uh what is important about communities that you share certain values and vision um and you follow certain patterns uh similar patterns so i would say the the community that i got 
the community of interns shared the same values and interns in terms of uh, meeting new people and exploring a new country. And that's how we connect. But what is funny and interesting is that we are we're so different. And that shows again that community actually doesn't does not uh, tell you that you have to be so similar, uh, that you have to have the same thoughts about the world. You can you can be so different, actually. But at the same time, you can say that I'm in a community with that person and mm -hmm. that will work well. And <laughs> uh, un unless you don't respect your your borders, because it's super important to to understand that you're in a community that share the same vision, but that are so uh, like where the people can be so different. So you should respect uh, the space of other person. And um, my and you should uh, remember this quote that I I'm not sure if it's in in international um, in international world too, but I heard it in the Russian <laughs> in Russian world we say. My freedom ends when the freedom of another person, um, because like uh, I don't know, starts. Or yeah, how do you say? we say yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. So and that is super important, and that's that also the answer to to your question before. Like what 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 is important uh, when it comes to community in terms of setting and in terms of like uh, some rules maybe. So yeah, respecting the freedom and the space of another person and enjoying uh, the the benefits of um, spending time with this person when it's not um, imposed, let's say. Yeah. I, I love that you dived into when does community start because it gives me a great connection to start talking a bit more about Joyti and ask you, how did Joyti community start actually? <laughs> also also interesting because uh, I will say a little bit of background, but uh, another saying that I keep in my head when I'm thinking about that is that when you want to um, when you want to be in the right place with the right people, create it yourself. Because you you can always search for the right people and right place and right co-living and right community but it will never be the same as if you would do it by yourself and that's it and, and that's when I realized that it's hard to create something yourself but it's worth it so um, I always thought of, of doing a, a community once I came back to Russia because I was missing um, people from all, all over the world. I wanted to, to stay in this um, international, be around international people from different places because it's a, it's a great uh, gift that we, we can speak uh, the same language now. Like we can share the international language and we have globalization and uh, like in my country it wasn't it wasn't that uh, common to travel the world and and now we have no borders almost like now it's difficult but soon we will come back to hopefully to to that state um, but in any case joyty was um, yeah, like 
the idea of Joyty came firstly to, to my mind and, and then I was sharing it with Valentin. She's my friend we met in Hamburg when I was doing my uh, master and I said to her, Valentin, I was thinking of doing community for a long time, but I don't know, like, I think alone it will be hard to do and I don't know, like, how um, it would be cool to do with someone I can trust and who thinks the same way. And she was like, but I actually think the same way. <laughs> and I was like, I was so shocked that it did not come to my mind to just uh, offer her. And she just offered it by herself to me. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, yeah. And then and then we, we were on the same page and we we decided to um, to think about who do we address, right? Um, and, and what kind of values would we have? And uh, because it's an underlying topic and uh, the values are simply the ones that we have, right? It's um, in our community, it's uh, being open to each other, it's openness, it's uh, inclusion of different nation, it's a um, safe place to be yourself. That's what we, uh, that's what we focus mostly on to um and find yourself through community because that's how we grow we grow together and it unites the people uh from different countries the world travelers the digital nomads uh people that are um, interested in self-development a lot because we are uh, so much about uh, uh, how to improve yourself how to grow how to accept uh, yourself your emotions and all things that um, help you to focus on present on the moment and uh, be happy truly not not from the um, from following the norms that the society gives us and um, creators we also we also feel like that it's a different life quality of life when you are creating something and um, we also um, motivate people to do something on their own even if it's like a new dish that you will create yourself like you're not following the internet recipe but when you're creating something by yourself it's it's you're putting effort and you give value to that. And that means that you will be appreciating that moment a lot more and your creation a lot more. So we created Joyty and we put a lot of effort in that. And we loved it and we put so much effort. So we want that to work out. And uh, when we see that people uh, want to be in a community like Joyty, uh, we, we are really happy about that. And now if we talk about our plans, we are doing some um, Zoom meetings, but in the future, if it works out, we want to do co-livings in, in uh, co-living spaces and uh, some camps in any country. Uh, we are really open to that. Um, and why joyty? I forgot to mention. Uh, so joyty is uh, joy is uh, that we bring to our community, and tea is from community. So we build that uh, word game joyty. <laughs> Love it. That was actually one of my questions. Awesome. Yeah. And so when did you start? When when did joyty start? 
So Joyti started, um, so I think we started uh, in November, just like uh, setting up everything. And uh, we set uh, the Instagram page, we started Instagram page, but now we are uh, expanding and we will have our closed account for members only. Um, we started in January. So we are really, really young. <laughs> we are baby community, but uh, we have very good goals. In, how would you say not goals, but we just want to connect people that uh, are searching for like-minded people and uh, uh, maybe become friends. Uh, and usually people who start the communities actually as you said we talked with you Morgan last time it's a little bit egoistic uh, goals for ourselves we also want new friends and great people that share in the same values and that's how we decided to start Joyty. No I totally get that I mean it's like especially when you you've traveled I mean as much as you did even even if you don't travel but if you, if you've experienced somehow that feeling of the richness that you get from meeting new people then when this stops you want to find a way to find it again and I think joy tea is a wonderful way to to do that and especially for people who are traveling um, and digital nomads in particular it's super hard to to get these connections but if you have such communities for example joy tea you would know, I don't know, oh, tomorrow I go to Bali and there is Peter. And tomorrow I fly to, I don't know, Georgia and there is Anna. And that how it, that's how it works. And that's what we want to build in the future, that people will, will think that way. Definitely. And so what uh, your next big thing is the online events, I've noticed. Uh, you have that coming up. Uh, and then eventually, hopefully, face-to-face -face events, I'm hoping. Yes, yes, we were looking forward uh, because I also had some uh, training experience. So in, in the past, uh, I was doing trainings for actually in Japan. So I'm happy to facilitate the first event, uh, me and Valentin, that's going to be. Uh, basically, uh, we have some tricks and instruments how to, to facilitate them getting to know each other. And uh, uh, in the future, for the members, we will do um, interesting events. I'm not going to tell uh, <laughs> all the secrets right now, but uh, definitely it's going to be um, uh, in term. It, it will be related to self-development and also to traveling. Like mm. uh, well, maybe we will do the week of Italy. We will also do the... Uh, workshops in the future where we will invite speakers um, who, who is gonna um, like tell their expertise in something but it, it will also be the members of our community because community is about sharing uh, and also sharing the knowledge so uh, even even when people are entering the community we, we have a form that they ha have to fill and uh, there we ask what would you bring to community because it's two ways it's not about organizing um, uh, and then everyone is passive or something it's about being active and bringing also something um, to share and uh, we, we hope that in the future it will it will work 
both ways and um yeah and we, we will share interesting knowledge between each other and grow together and uh uplift each other i love it i i, I couldn't agree more i think that's something that i'm really conscious about is how much of community is give and take i think it was uh, ludwig on one of the episodes who said you, you like everything else in life you get back as much as you give in, uh, you put in and uh, i really love that that on your uh, instagram is it when you're online on instagram or all the social channels you're you're it's a lot of consumption you're consuming a lot of content but the ability to be able to give back and not just, you know, sitting and just consuming, I think is, is very interesting. And I love that angle that you're taking and I'm really excited to be joining one of your uh, events. Uh, it's uh, actually in a week or two, the, the next, the, the first one that you're having. Yeah, it's in, on the uh, 14th of March. Yeah, so, so that's going to be exciting. There was one thing, it's a bit, uh, not really off topic, but it was just like, I, I noticed you, you're a business transformation consultant. And I was just very curious about what that is, actually. <laughs> I was a corporate, um, how would you say, like corporate, corporate worker. So I was working for corporations. And we also talk about change from corporate, corporate life to things that you like and digital nomading and it's not for everyone some people like to go to office into corporation i'm not saying it's for everyone but uh at some point i felt that uh it will take ages till i'm gonna make some big changes <laughs> uh in corporation and i was thinking it's not for me right and uh, that's not the definitions the definition of um fulfilling life for me but for me right so um and then and then i was thinking but the scale of the projects is super interesting like when you're when you're doing something big so i was thinking why not working outside like working for corporation but from outside that's how i got uh, not long time ago but i got a job in consulting and uh it's a it's a company that uh, has American certification called ProSci, and they do change management in big corporations, mm -hmm. and that is super interesting because um, I have a business education. Uh, I did my master in Hamburg, and I have a master of science in international business, and. Uh, as much as I love communities, I like business because I'm also coming from the business family. And I truly believe that if you do business, um, it should be something um, not for your own gain. It should be really something that changes the styles for good, the behaviors for good and the structure for better. So from from my professional perspective, um, I'm doing uh, better structures for the company. And um, that that is something that I love doing. And that's that's my uh, that's my professional job. And uh, Joyty is my sole project. Um, it's another it's another way to contribute to the world uh, in terms of community. <laughs> soul project i love that it's really beautiful yeah um, awesome is there anything you think we should have uh dived into that we haven't uh, mentioned yet 
Mm, good question. <laughs> I I would also I would also mention that um, experience of mine that I want to share is that when I finished my master, um, you know that everyone is going uh, like through the stage when you transformational stage from student life to adult life. I call it mm-hmm. like that. I had that, and it also was um, uh, edited with uh, pandemic. So it was double, double pressure on me. So a lot of people that were my age and that I know started um, jumping into anything, like whatever comes, right? Because when you have this uncertainty and fear, you're panicking and you just want to grab whatever comes into your hands and just like uh, relief, (laughs) having a relief. And um, one experience that I want to share that if you kind of um, get your shit together and relax <laughs> and get patient, you you can you can get in on new level. Seriously, uh, uh, one friend of mine told me, and uh, at that time, and I was super grateful. Uh, she told me, Oksana, if you if you will be able to understand what you really like to do in that moment of uh, of uh, uncertainty in such times that's when real miracles comes miracle comes basically she was so right because at that time when i was feeling so miserable and i didn't know what to do and i did not give up on understanding what i really like I, I remember myself writing the journal or asking myself like a therapist questions, what exactly you like to do, writing this, uh, uh, writing this uh, comparison of what criteria I have for the job, what really uh, inspires me, like asking these uh, questions about dreams. Then I truly understood myself and I was in lockdown. I was alone. I remember <laughs> I remember that time. So my message here would be would be never never give up on uh, your true feelings about uh, what you love and what really inspires you. And um, trust me, everything everything you love to do, you should do it because um, interesting fact that a lot of people do what they love and it uh, brings them money too it, you can monetize that and it it's reality mm-hmm. and you it's interesting that you might grow in that a lot more because you will put a special feeling to that and when you do something with the open heart and happiness it grows dramatically it's like because because it's a magic. I cannot explain it by words. Honestly, it's hard to say, but um, it's worth it. And uh, that's my message that I learned, and that works. So just a little bit of patience, uh, a little bit of courage, uh, no rush, and giving time to yourself, and asking questions. We have a marathon goal setting. Actually, enjoy it when you ask yourself right question. Fun, finally you know answers yourself you don't need anyone <laughs> you just need to ask yourself a question 
um, and you will reach you will reach what you want. And uh, I have a quote. I, I think I will uh, I will say it. It's in Russian, but I will translate it in English. <laughs> um, do bravely, do with love, listen to yourself to know what you want and be brave to do what you love. And you, you have to know that you have to be brave, but once, once you're brave enough and patient enough, it will be rewarded. And that's what I wanted also to add <laughs> and to say. Love it. It's lo uh, so so true and so nice to. It's things that we might think, okay, we know, but it's important to repeat it and repeat it every day because we we get stuck in the hamster wheel and we forget those things. So it's very important to kind of hammer that home. I love it. Yeah, put it on your on your on desktop. your screen. Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> or paint it somewhere. Affirmations are powerful and yeah, yeah. and having your direction. Definitely. Um, I guess I have my last question then that I ask everyone, uh, mm -hmm. which is what, what makes a home for you? After traveling and be, being a digital nomad, I realized that a home is where I am. And that's it. <laughs> if, you, if, you are, um, if you have balance inside, and if at some point you understand that uh, you feel as a whole, like you feel fulfilled and you find connection to your inner world. And um, at some point you will understand that whenever, wherever I am and whenever I am there, it will always feel like home if I'm there. Yeah, because I will have the only person I need is me. <laughs> it, it sounds really egoistic, but... Uh, it is not and i truly understand that actually um once you once you understand that you having you is enough for you you will be truly open to other people and you will be uh truly able to love someone else and uh, sacrifice because the first step is actually um, loving yourself and being fine with yourself and that's it. That is so beautiful. I just want to end here. It's like perfect. Thank you so much, Oksana. That was that was brilliant. I'm I'm I gotta say I'm very impressed by all the, the knowledge and the life experience you've already acquired. Uh, and uh, I think it's yeah fascinating to listen to to you share that. And uh, as I said, I'm very much looking forward to see where you're going and how Joyte is gonna grow in the future. Thank you, Morgan. It was a pleasure. Like it was my first interview. Uh, I'm always the person who asks questions. I don't know, but somehow it happened in my life that way. So um, yeah. So it was it was lovely, and it's always great to uh, to share your knowledge because at some point you start knowing yourself better too. That was humans inside the pods with Morgan O'Leary. Make sure to join our mailing list so you don't miss an episode. Link in our bio.